You know, I did watch the other week. Uh, I watched on, on the weekend. I'll try not to bang when I'm Resonator. talking. Resonator. No, I didn't. I haven't watched the Resonator yet, but I did watch no. uh, the the movie that you recommended that I watch. Ooh. Yeah. Go on. Um, the, I watched uh, Upworld, aka oh, a film wow. called Norm. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I really love, uh, was it Michael Anthony Hall? What's his name? Is that right? Mike, Michael, yeah, yeah. Michael he's Anthony, great, Michael, you know? Anthony, Mike, no, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall, I beg your pardon. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm terrible with the names. The guy who Mike played Anthony. his, uh, boss, um, uh, who was also the dad. Oh, uh, Claudia Christian. Oh, no. Oh, no, I thought you meant Claudia Christian. She's in it as well, isn't she? Claudia Christian. You know, see, I love Claudia Christensen. Now, although, yeah. from a completely different movie, have you ever seen the movie Hexed? Yeah, yeah, but it's called Swank House, wasn't it? I think we had this discussion before. Did we? I used to have it. On, I used to have it on VHS, and it was called Something Else. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, um, I've never saw it on VHS. Yeah, I haven't watched it for a long time. But I used to have the video of it, and I used to love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love. Is it? Is I don't it, know. Is how it how air gross. It's air, air gross. From House Two, obviously. Yeah. Said, but, but yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, oh God, uh, Hex was amazing, and uh, her. I know. I've not seen mm-hmm. her in much stuff. I think the only the other thing I knew she was in was from the video cover when it would hit sell through. Because wasn't she yeah. in Star Wars, Star Trek, or something like that? She was like, she, I don't know, but, uh, Babylon Five, wouldn't it? Could, okay, Babylon Five. Okay, and because she had so a no, sex I, scene, I never in watched it. Like, which yeah. I think it was a double anyway. It was like, oh, right. the girl from Babylon 5's boobs. And um, <laughs> although I didn't watch Babylon Five, um, that was like the the big thing on the on the on the video box. But I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Anyway, I've not really seen her in much stuff, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it's her. I love her. But yeah, she was good, <laughs> and Anti Michael was great, and uh, and uh, you know some of the effects. I thought it was fun. It was kind of fun. You know what? I wasn't. I was a bit under the weather. I said to you that I was a bit under the weather on Saturday, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I felt a bit poopy. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through, or t- however long way through, um, I just went kind of to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was okay. You know, I, I, it was it was kind of cool, weird, early 90s movie. But um, Yeah. Uh, so it got shelved for a long time, so he didn't know what to do with it. But yeah, the effects are brilliant. I thought the effects were very good. Obviously, it was Stan Winston, doesn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether or not the, the movement of that uh, gnome wasn't perfect. But the mm. actual, um, you know, if you just saw it, it looked real. It was, I think that's the only thing that kind of let it down a bit was moving. And to be fair, look, I'm not saying anything's yeah. perfect here. Someone out there loves a gnome called Norm. You know, it's like their best movie. They <laughs> like it more than Ghoulies. They might like it more than I like Ghoulies or love Ghoulies. Um, but for, it didn't do it for me, unfortunately. But uh, I did watch no. it under your... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a film I watched back in the VHS days. So I loved it, you know. Rose tinted specs and all that. I think the kid, I, we, we all watched it, and I think they they really enjoyed it. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's, it's it wasn't for me really. It was you know, it's for children, but, but, and quite a few swear words in it too. Well, another one from that that generation. And have you seen uh, Tammy and the T Rex? You know what? I I keep meaning to watch it, and I haven't watched oh, it yet. And again, that is so good as well. Is it good? Very, well, quite I'm, similar craziness? Well, but there's two versions out there. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't even watch back the, when it came out. The gory Beekler version. That's the only one you. That's the only one you would watch. Or yeah, you haven't watched. You have watched. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but that's the one I will watch. Yeah. To be fair, the gore effects there were pretty terrible. I think Beekler <laughs> must have been paid pennies for it. <laughs> it's, li- it's literally bad. Oh yeah, well the, that, the gore that, effects. That's fine. Are bad, but uh, the film's crazy. Yeah, 
So I, mean, I watched it ages ago on a download, but that this is before the uncut one came out, and I thought it was good. And then mm. that, that one was released in America, uh, and then it's just kind of the UK now, and so I bought it on Blu-ray, yeah. watched it with Nicky. Even even Nicky enjoyed it. It was just it's just oh, so good. stupid. It's just so stupid. <laughs> is but it just the guy that's the same? Okay. Is it just it. Gore have added? Yeah, that's it's, it's the same like, film. They, it's, it just cuts away. You, you never used to see the gore. Yeah, they've just literally. Yeah, as far as I know, it's just gore scenes they've added. Mm. Okay, because cool. yeah, because because there's a story in the book that comes with it saying that um, the producers or the studio wanted it as a kids' film, whereas mm. the director didn't. So they they literally just cut out all of his gore scenes and oh, it's a kids' film now because it's so crazy and zany. It just fitted as a kids' film. Mm. Although there is a weird. It is it's weird because they still kept in like the strip scene at the end. There's like a strip tease scene at the end right. with um, Denise Richards. Okay, and it's just like, whoa, this is a kids' film. What's this? What's this doing in here? <laughs> well, is it, like, is now, it, it's an eight, now it's is you it, don't see okay. boobs or anything, but it's like you know. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, no, you don't see boobs. It's just weird. It's just really, really weird film, but it's really, really entertaining. It's the same guy that directed Mac and Me. So, oh, okay, yeah, but in a gnome called Norm, they they like run through this um, strip club and there's like a stripping yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, and that, you know, I guess that's supposedly that's boobs, uh, a kids' film, right? Boobs in it, didn't it? Yeah, there's no boobs, in, boobs it. in it. No, it? no boobs. Were there? No. Well, unless of course it was after I went to the bed. Uh, the, I, yeah, there might be an uncut version. I can't. I don't know. I swear I saw boobs in it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably imagined you saw boobs in it. Yeah, like Ghoulies. I swear there's boobs at the start somewhere. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah, that, well, well, you know, hopefully I've one day we'll find out. Um, which we yeah. we should really get to um, because we've been speaking yeah. about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Hello and welcome to Ghoulies <laughs> Unflushed. Um, Paul, we have some news this week. Yes, we do. We, we do have some, have some stuff news. to talk about. Yeah. yeah. What do you so, want to do first? Uh, f- uh, you choose. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, I think it's going to be a case of me talking over you all the way through this. And yep. <laughs> second of all, um, well, let's do let's do the mask first. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can take the reins and, and talk about because I'm interested to hear what you have to say. So if yeah. we if we quickly mention that um I don't know if anyone saw this I put it in the group but um uh, Mad About Horror had a a live stream with Trick or Treat yeah. Studios and yep. um uh, one of the uh, staff members at Trick or Treat Studios who God I should have written his name down but I was baking pancakes before <laughs> this um showed off the prototype of the new Rat Ghoulie mask from their Ghoulies 2 line, yes. even though it looks quite a lot like the one in Ghoulies. But it looks pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw... You watched the video live. I watched it on YouTube after. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I mean, I watched the video live. There was a lot of technical issues to start with. Trick or Treat couldn't join for a long time. Oh, they might have cut that bit out yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so go to the Rat Mask, Rat Ghoulie Mask. Uh yeah, obviously it's quite a fuzzy video, but I thought it looked really good and huge, very very big. So well, you said I know huge, we about- and I saw yeah. the video afterwards after the fact, and um, it, yeah. it it just honestly it just looked like, you know, when you said huge, I was thinking it was going to be the size of like the Motel Hell pig. That's how big I thought. I thought it's going to oh, be no. bloody huge. It's not. It's a large mask. It's kind of like no, no. kind of similar to their Jaws mask. The Bruce, the yeah, shark that's mask. that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it, yeah? I've got that mask. Yeah. I've got that one. I was going to say, exactly that sort of size. So it's called oversized, I would say. A little bit oversized, but I don't think, you know, oversized in terms of... I'm thinking like, you know when masks used to be crap 
and used to buy like <laughs> I remember when I bought the um which actually was probably screen used but I think I bought the ru- not rubies cinema secrets I think I bought one of their My- Michael Myers masks right um, ages ago, you know a long time ago and I think it was probably from mm-hmm. It might have even been one of the screencast ones from Resurrection or something. Anyway, I got it, and it was probably about four times the size of my head. Now, yeah. which masks never... They always used to be huge. You know, it was like, well, make, make mm-hmm. it too big so it fits everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, now, a lot of these masks are smaller. And, you know, a lot of the Myers masks and that kind of thing, just for you, yeah. for example, are smaller masks. So they actually fit your head properly like mm-hmm. they do-do. Like they do-do. Um, so this, I wouldn't say this is oversized, <laughs> but it, it's more like it's not a tight-fitting mask. It didn't look like, you know, you put, you put it on quite easy. But it just, it just looks big. It looks big. So, you know, I know we talked about the price difference yeah. between, well, potential price difference between that one and the fish ghoulie or giant fish ghoulie head, mm. and it was cheaper. So, yeah, I think that's where the extra is coming from. I really don't um, know. Maybe it's just, I mean, I suppose until you see them lined up next to each other, you don't know. And it can't just be because there's a little bit of hair mm. on it. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> there's got to be a reason behind it. How much was the um? How much? Okay, you got it. How much was the Jaws uh, Bruce the Shark mask? Um. Well, again, I picked it up when I was in America. I think that one. Mm. So I would have got it like half price or something from Spirit Halloween. Okay. Well, what, do you know what the like the recommended retail price is? Um. I I, I imagine that I would guess around. I don't know. Is it? Would that be an eighty nine, ninety nine dollar one? Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say seventy nine. So you might be right. You're looking now, yeah. aren't you? Um, so in that sense, it's kind of the same price point, isn't it? Yeah. It's a it's, yeah. a, it's a slightly kind of larger mask, and it's a little bit more expensive. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the ones that um you. It seems to be another look through the mouth mask, which that's mm-hmm. the one thing I did notice because obviously in the picture it's um tilted uh, the the sort of the promo image it's tilted in such a way that you don't really realize that you look through the mouth yeah um i know uh, oh yes yeah that's right they said that on the video oh did the, they uh, yeah the eyes are in the mouth aren't they yeah you look through the mouth yeah yeah i forgot about that which i'm a little bit like and you know i, I understand how this has got to work it is a mask and everything yeah um i don't like the eyes in the mouth particularly um, no, I know some people. They, they've done a. Um, they did a, a fluffy mask from Creepshow, similar to that. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I know a friend of mine, Stephen, has done a. Um, he took that mask and repainted every head and everything, but he shut the thing. He shut the mouth, and right. um, you know fixed it together so it you know it's not open, and it looks fantastic. I don't think that would work here. I'm not sure. It might do. <laughs> it would look pretty weird yeah, to yeah. see it. Um, so I suppose you, I suppose there's going to be plenty of people who maybe not you. <laughs> or maybe not for eighty nine dollars or whatever it is though. But I imagine there'll probably be people who would redo, you know, the paint job and the hair and things like that. Repaint I mean, it'd be nice it, yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. As mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a Myers mask for once. Yeah, well, I can confirm the uh, Bruce the Shark is seventy nine ninety nine dollars. Okay. On the uh, Trick or Treat Studios and seventy nine ninety five pounds on Mad About Horror. Okay, so, so yeah. and and what was and the Rat mask is the same price, is it? Yeah, I think I'm. Didn't it say eighty nine ninety nine when we looked it up? I can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't remember either. <laughs> I can't remember. But it was about that. I remember wasn't it, it is. Yeah. Everything's gone up in price this year because people are struggling. Yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah, I guess. So there we go. So that was that was cool. I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, seeing that little um, video. And if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, go to definitely. Mad About Horrors YouTube page. I think did we link it to it on the Facebook page? Yeah. Our Facebook page probably. 
You'll find yeah, it. It was an Instagram video, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an Instagram. It was in, which is why I didn't watch because yeah. I don't have Instagram anymore because <laughs> I'm a weirdo. And uh, so yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. <laughs> uh, go and find it, and it does. It's a really cool looking mask. And that, and then you. Well, mm-hmm. you can't pre order it yet. I was going to say you could pre order it from Mad About Horror, but they haven't got them up yet. But if you're anywhere outside of the no, states, I keep checking. Yeah, I, keep I do occasionally. I keep yeah. getting that bloody and toilet. That, and also, on that video, they said July, August as well, didn't they? So kind of sooner than we expected. They did. Hopefully. Well done for remembering that, Paul, because I would have completely yeah. forgotten to yeah. say July, August. <laughs> now, surprised me a bit. I was like, oh, that's kind of quicker than I expected. I think now at this point, I should really probably admit that I didn't probably watch all of that video. <laughs> so, so Paul, <laughs> yeah. um, did uh, they mention... Uh, uh, um, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, did they mention <laughs> release dates for anything else? Yes. Okay, please. There, he, actually, July August was mentioned a few times. So, oh, they, well, they had the. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was on the video. There was the uh, um, Chucky. No, not Chucky. Um, Tiffany and Glenn dolls, which are out now. They literally said on the video these are going these are coming out next week and they're literally out now. Even even Mad About Horror have got theirs already. Yes. But what um, about more ghoulie stuff? No, that was the only ghoulies mentioned was the rat ghoulie. Oh dear. Um I was hoping they'd have the two they, masks at once or something. Basically like that, yeah. the guy didn't know. The guy doing it didn't know the other date, so I'm sure someone asked in the uh, chat. Yeah, there's a chat, there was a live chat going. Hang on a minute. Didn't was it? that was July, August. I thought for some reason, I thought they were mentioning the puppets around August, September. I might be wrong. Yeah. I might have dreamt that. Because um, I'm sure they said, not in like years past, Trick or Treat's pretty much always bought their stuff out just before Halloween or around mm. that Halloween minute. Or even I'm sometimes sure just after. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and now they're saying <laughs> there's so much stuff on their schedule, they just kind of release it all through the year now. Well, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Because I'd like to see these, you know. I want to see them in, not yeah. necessarily in person, but at least like from a, a fan's video or just to go, oh, okay, that's good. That's great. That's whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's that's good, good news. Um, I forgot to mention, actually, mm-hmm. on similar subject, there's a, I'll, I'll, I'll share it on the uh, Facebook page later, but um, there's a Maybury Monsters just shared a very quick clip of his sort of workspace. Yeah. Uh, and you see, you can see if he, he goes, he goes and zooms in a bit on Fish Gooley mm. on the uh, the sculpt. Yeah. So I thought that was quite cool. But you, you can't really see much detail or anything because it's like again, it's like a fuzzy. Well, phone shot video. yeah, and also but we can't we cool. can't base the size off the sculpt either because as we know it shrinks a little bit. So we still don't yeah. know in, in regards to sizes, but um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll know soon enough. Totally reminded me actually. Mm-hmm. First time I ever went to America. I bought a Jason Goes to Hell mask, and that was huge. It was like so stupidly oversized. Was that, was that Ru- Ruby's or Don Post? What was that one? I can't remember. I've got no idea. I wish I could remember. Um, I just remember being in a store, and it was a Halloween sale because we went early November, and I bought it. And um, I had it for years, but then it just fell apart in the end. <laughs> I used oh, to Ruby's stuff it with newspaper <laughs> and display it. <laughs> is Ruby's American though? It's from America. I don't yeah, know. Ruby's American. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. I can yeah, picture it right so, now. Um, it was really cool. I remember. I loved it, but then it just slowly started decaying and literally just fell apart. So oh. I had to bin it in the end. That's a shame. I've had, but, I had a couple um, that, of that, me, that that was very oversized. I could never wear it. So it looked stupid on my face because it was so giant and fat. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it looked cool as a display piece. That was and like the Cinema Secret Spies mask. It, it, like, it looked like it came, yeah. it started at your shoulders. 
and just came up yeah. and over, you know, <laughs> like a big rubber pillowcase. <laughs> okay. So um, now, uh, what was it? A little while ago. Let's give, let's give, give a little bit of background here, uh, Paul, before you get them out yeah. and show me. Um, uh, a little while ago, uh, WWTFWW released some stuff that um, mm-hmm. Paul missed. I didn't buy and also some limited edition bits and pieces. Um, and you received them today. Yes. Right today, Finally. yeah? Finally. Yeah. So back when we bought our Goody's uh, vinyl record from there, at the same time, there was also a limited edition, well, a release uh, of Empire trailers on vinyl, wasn't there? Yes. And I remember we we both talked about it and we're like, mm, that's kind of weird. Why would you listen to trailers on a vinyl? So neither of us bothered to pre-order it. And then <laughs> I kind of regretted it soon after thinking, oh, no, that would have actually been quite cool. Um, but it was limited to 100 copies and it, it, it's pre- it sold out like super quick, didn't it? Yeah. So that was that. I did look on eBay and stuff after and I just couldn't find them anywhere. So, you know, they they got snapped up and disappeared forever, unfortunately. But um, Until... Until maybe, oh, was it two months ago now, possibly? Hmm. Or a month and a half ago or so? Um, I randomly, I'd subscribed to WRWTFWW well done. Records after I, after I feel, I've got it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> after I, um, after, uh, after buying the Goody's vinyl, I, I subscribed to their newsletter, I wanted to or not, on the email click. And I got an email just out of the blue saying, um, uh, signed copies of there was they were doing a limited run of signed copies by Richard Band and I was like oh that's interesting so I clicked on it and hang on, hang on. And say, just by say, chance say that the signed copies of the original Ghoulie soundtrack not not the the, the trailer of. one the original Ghoulie soundtrack yeah yeah so sorry this is how I came across you spoiling my story um, no it's, I'm just <laughs> someone might not have understood what you you just skipped from one to the other you see yeah so I got well yeah I did yeah so I got an email I got an email saying that um some limited limited run um uh test test print no, test pressing test, test pressings of ghoulies um they'd made them available on their website and i think there was something silly like i don't know i think there was a handful of copies mm-hmm. uh but they're all signed by richard band which piqued my interest i was like oh signed by richard band that's interesting um so i clicked on there i was like yeah i think i'll get one because I, I knew the disappointment of missing out on the empire trilogy uh trilogy trailers <laughs> Um, so I went on there, looked at it, I was like, yeah, I'll get one of those. Um, but then by chance, they also listed a small handful of uh, Empire trailers records as well. And I was like, wow. And they said literally something like, oh, we've managed to find a few more of these. Um, and I think when I ordered it, they said something silly, like there was three or four left. So uh, I ended up buying both. Um, that was quite some time ago now. Um, yeah. I'm guessing wherever they ship them from and COVID and I don't know if they had to send away the paperwork for Richard Band to sign, etc. cetera. Um, but yeah, I finally received them today. So it's been, it's been so long that not more than once have I said to you, have we, have your records arrived? Have we got yeah. something to talk yeah, about yeah. this week? <laughs> it was a long, I, I almost forgot about it for a bit because it was such a long time from ordering it to actually receiving it. Um, but yeah, they're both here. Um, and yeah, I'll talk them through if you want. Please. I mean, there's not much to see, to be fair. So these are, they're, uh, 
white they're called white labels right so there is literally not much to see so obviously the the proper Ghoulies vinyl was all flashy gatefold lovely artwork etc mm-hmm. these ones are like white labels so it's literally in a white case a plain white cardboard case okay um and then there's uh the, just a normal paper uh vinyl sleeve inside that and the record itself is completely bare so there's there's a white sticker on it, it says white label doesn't mm-hmm. say anything it's just completely bare so there's no um, does it so not yeah. say ghoulies on it anywhere um someone's hand etched it if you look closely around the outside so i was like how do you know what side a and side b all right but uh, actually no i don't think no i don't even think it says ghoulies i think it just says W-R-W-T-F-W-W, <laughs> side A and side B. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's super, like, handmade, you know, rough cut kind of thing. It is mm. a test pressing, after all. So, yeah, even, yeah, even the, the sticker on the vinyl is just plain white, nothing written on it. And, yeah, so I, I did think, oh, how am I going to know which is side A and side B? But, um, yeah, if you look at it in the light, you can see it on there. It says, a, it says <laughs> that, and there's an A or a B. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. So... What? So yeah, and, this is and signed though, right? It is, yeah. So there you go. If you can see that, Graham. I know, oh, no, no, I got I my back. Got my your background's <laughs> fucking it up. <laughs> my background on. Sorry. Oh, dude, you've. Hey, di- <laughs> anyway, it looks like it's got something on it. Yeah, so it's got a orange bit of paper in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like an orange insert, uh, and it says Empire Pictures. Uh, coming soon from Empire Pictures International, and it's got um, a black and white picture of Ghoulies with Lisa Pelican screaming. Okay. And the Ghoulies logo on the front, and then it says limited edition, 29 copies worldwide. Mm. Uh, then it's got the, um, the all the text from Richard Band. I want to say synopsis, but it's not, is it? It's oh, like, like his a, liner like notes. His liner notes, mm. yeah. Uh, and all those are written there. And then right at the very end is his signature. So it's like a yeah, it's like an insert they put into like the white sleeve. Cool. Oh, oh, you can yeah, I can, I can find my. We'll take a picture of it and put it in the group. <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> yeah, I'll in a pictures. sense, though, I'll put because, pictures in because it's so different than the um, the gen. Not, I don't want to say generic, but the the widely distributed version. I kind of actually, yeah. in a way, I think that'd have been nice to have that actually. <laughs> Because mm. also, what was it? Yeah, it's, it was very, like, it's very basic and bare. Yeah, but it was like what thirty five dollars or something, wasn't it? Thirty five euro. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually and the, something like that. The, the regular version is only twenty five euros. So yeah, um, you're so literally paying you an extra ten euro, like ten quid, basically, or just under for a signature and yeah. a rare thing, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah, I don't know how many copies of. Did they ever say how many copies they made of the the actual Ghoulies? Oh no, no vinyl? I don't know, but I would imagine it'd be quite a few. I mean, they're everywhere. They're, literally, they're everywhere yeah, at the yeah. moment. So I don't think there's any. I don't think they're mm-hmm. limited edition anyway. And I hope they're not because I want more and more copies of that to be out in the world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's an extra ten dollars. No euros, isn't it? Yeah. Euros, sorry, extra ten euros over the over the standard edition. Yeah. Well, the the normal edition. But um, yeah, you do you you lose all the nice pictures and gatefolds, but you do get Richard Band's autograph, yeah. and it is. Yeah, super limited edition. Yeah, like twenty nine. It's so, it's yeah. almost like a rather nice companion piece to the yeah uh, yeah the I ordinary mean, version. I haven't played it. I'll be honest. I've just looked at it. I'm thinking I don't want to play it because I've got my other one, to, my normal one to play. Yeah. 
Um, well, you know what's on it. It's it's really just a collector's piece. Yeah, yeah. It's the set. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I did forget to say it does also come with the seven inch as well. Oh, good. In another in another plain white cardboard case. Oh, cool. Um, and on the back of that one, actually, there is actually yeah, actually there is a description of what a test pressing is. Quite a long description. Okay, don't worry about um, that. <laughs> so it sounds like when they got these test pressings in, they would have uh, played them all for a lot. Of, a lot of times to make sure there was no faults on any of them, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. before they did the final oh, cool. one. That sounds really yeah, cool. I'm kind of that, bit, I'm nice a bit jealous. On there. Yeah. So, you know what you should do? Um, yeah, Paul? I thought it was cool. You should um, yeah. uh, just you know because you know the side which actually got the um, the insert. You can see the like the orange whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd get you could yeah. buy like record frames for like five quid. I'd put it in a freaking record frame and put it mm. on the wall. I think that'd be a really nice. Yeah, because I probably won't ever play it. No, you know, we've got the other one to play, haven't you? So, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it on the wall. Because yeah. um, I definitely want at least a plastic sleeve for it because I've run out of plastic sleeves now of all my records. It, it comes in like a, you know, a clear, yeah, very thin, almost not clean film, but very thin plastic sleeves. I'd, I'd want a proper one to protect it. I need to buy some plastic even sleeves for that bit of paper. <clears throat> but the problem is at the moment, I think I, I yeah. buy, um, what are they called? Big fudge? I buy big fudge stuff. and um, Okay. Uh, like cleaners and stuff. But the only thing they've got on <laughs> the big Amazon at the moment is like, uh, it's like a hundred yeah. sleeves or something. I'm like, well, I've not got anywhere near a hundred records. I just want 25. We can go halves <laughs> on it. We can go halves on a hundred and you're going to have $50, yeah. 50, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we can save some money. Yeah, um, that is the... Oh, we've got another, I was going to go on, but you've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to our guest. Sorry, but, but am I no, going there's on? There's another one. <laughs> so that was that one. Yeah. Um, and yes, indeed, I have, do have another one. So this was the one I should have pre-ordered when I pre-ordered the Ghoulies, but I because because this one hasn't actually got music on it. It's got like trailer audio. I thought, hmm, that's a bit niche, and why mm. would I do that? Yeah. Um, but I kind of instantly regretted it when I realised when I thought about it, and then when I gone back there, they'd all gone. You instantly regretted um, it when they weren't available. Yeah. I did the same thing. Well, right? I, when I thought about it a bit and when I yeah. thought about it, I was like, oh, well, you yeah, thought, I should have gotten that. <laughs> Not long before you said they're available again, I was on uh, the WRWTFWW site. And just to let people yeah, know, yeah. I did that from memory. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was looking around at that, at that, the trailer disc, and I was like, you know yeah. what? I really wish I'd have bought that actually doing the same thing as you. Like, yeah. But the fact that it wasn't available made me want it more. Yeah. And yeah. then it, it even might've been the same day or at least the day after you said they're back, they're back. <laughs> They've got a couple. And I was like, Oh, okay, I don't want it now. <laughs> because because it was the opportunity was there. I'm like, do I really need it? No. Am I going to listen to it more than once? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So this one, they had literally a handful of copies left. They'd found. Um, so again, this is a test pressing again. Well, oh, actually, it? no. Sorry, this isn't. This isn't, isn't no. a test pressing, <laughs> but it's white label. Oh, okay. It's white. Is it again? It's in a white cardboard sleeve. Uh, it's got the white sticker on the mm. vinyl, so it's all very, very bare. And again, there's no um, name or anything on the vinyl sticker on the actual record itself. No listing or anything. So again, you have to look at it in the light and see someone's hand etched in there. <laughs> W R W T F W W, and then it I... says side A or side B. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's all very, very. You know. You mean niche now? Okay. Or... You say hand etched. Do you mean someone's literally just like? <laughs> How do you? Yeah, it looks like someone. 
it's not like a you know an official font. It looks like someone's literally just written it in there with like a I don't know. Or if it is an actual font, it looks like it's handwritten. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see it. I like, I like I the sound. Get a photo of it. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get some pictures up. <laughs> oh yeah, do that. <laughs> so yeah, very very similar to the uh, Ghoulies one, but um, again, it's got the the insert that comes inside comes with it, um, which I'll show you now, Graham, which you won't be able to see. Hang on. So that's kind not the like cover that. then. Oh, oh, I, oh, no, I, yeah, it's, it's I thought that was a cover, and um, it's got an insert. No, it did look like the cover when you look at it on the um, on their website. But no, it's the same as the Ghoulies. It's like an insert, uh, okay, like an A4 insert. And this one has got their lovely Empire Pictures logo, and it says "Coming soon from Empire Pictures International." Empire movie trailers, nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty nine, limited edition, one hundred copies worldwide. Okay, uh, and then it's got pictures of all the the wonderful empire pictures movies titles, titles like the fonts and yeah, the that logos. yeah it looks amazing yeah the logos um so obviously of interest to us more than anything were is ghoulies is on there mm. ghoulies 2 is on there uh and troll is on there as well oh yeah troll <clears throat> can't forget troll well, obviously every empire film to be fair every empire film released yeah. is on there um but yeah i've listened obviously i have listened to this one because I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's fun. It is, it's very nostalgic listening to them all back to back. Uh, and obviously, again, there's something about that vinyl sound. You know, it's all crackly and cetera. When it's playing like 80s trailers, I just think it sounds really cool. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you need a new needle, mate, for so, yeah. crackly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it sounded really good. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super cool. I just love it. It's got all the logos on there. Um, yeah, and obviously again, limited to only a hundred. This one and this one sold out super quick. So yeah, yeah, pretty. Well, luckily they found cool. some in the corner for you to. Uh... Yeah, they must have said they. I can't remember what the exact description was, but they found a handful or something and said. So I snapped it up pretty quick as soon as I got that email. Yeah, um, but yeah, very happy with that one. The trailers sound really good as well. Um, but yeah, it's just nice. It's not something I'm going to listen to much, to be fair, but um, it looks good. And I'll put it on every now and again as a bit of a curio, I guess. It's just a bit of a strange yeah. thing to have on vinyl, but it's cool. At the same time, it's cool. Um, I did record on my phone the Ghoulies trailer playing on vinyl as well, so I'll, I'll stick that on the Facebook page as well. Oh, cool. On the un- Ghoulies Unflushed. Yeah. I, was, I don't think I don't think it convey it too well on a phone speaker, but no, it sounds cool. It looks cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you mean like yeah, you actually cool. filmed it like in video? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's just because if it sounds I, like shit, it doesn't matter. You can still watch the picture. Yeah, you can just <laughs> see. Yeah, you can just see like the record. You can see the cover, and and then you can, I don't know if you can tell the record spinning. So it's quite dark, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> I will look forward to seeing that as soon as you yeah. post it. Yes. <laughs> right. So, well, that's great. I'm a little bit jealous about the uh, mm. the Ghoulies limited edition one. Um, oh, yeah. Shall we get to our very special guest this week? Yeah, very, very special guest. Again, we're getting so many. Yeah, we're very, very lucky. Um, now, um, actually, what we talk a bit about that release, don't we? Goody's really. Oh, sorry, I'm giving it away. <gasps> be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back at the end <laughs> because um, there's yeah. a couple of things I think we should we should speak about um, after um, everyone uh, yep. experiences the the amazing um, ness that is um, Jeffrey Levy. Um, 
who's obviously a writer, producer of the original Ghoulies, worked very closely with Luca Bocovici, very good friends, mm-hmm. uh, worked again on Rockula. He's got a great career, actually. The only thing we, we, we couldn't grab, because you, you did a little bit of watching beforehand, didn't you? Yeah, I completely forgot to ask him about Hollyweird. Hollyweird? Yeah. What's Hollywood? Hollyweird. Yeah. That was the, a pilot a pilot TV episode he did with Wes Craven and ah. um, about a show. Yeah. It was a pilot they did. Um, it's, you can see, you can find it on YouTube and it is actually pretty cool. It's kind of, it's got quite kind of scream vibes to it. It was, it was early nineties. It was before scream. So it was like early nineties. Yeah. Um, it's about this group of kids or teenagers um, who they like investigate murders and stuff in Hollywood. Uh, and they film it and stuff. So they, they capture like serial killers or weirdos and they film it like almost like a reality show, but before reality really kicked off on the internet. Kind of hard well, to explain, but it was cool. It does sound like uh, Jeff in the sense of he's kind of very much ahead of his time with media and the like. Yeah. Which we didn't really exactly, have a chance yeah. to touch upon, but... um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because oh, we couldn't find his uh, his follow up. It was one of his latest movies called Me, which um, it yeah. looks fantastic. What's called Graham? Pardon? No, it's called Graham. What's called um, Graham? It's called Me, and um, it it looks absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. The trailer is brilliant. I can't find it anywhere. It does. I I really want to watch it. Yeah, and it's also it got Michael really Debar in it too. Yeah. So um, yes, another little yeah. throwback to Goonies, who he worked with more than once. But um, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's let's shoot over. Um, this is Jeffrey Levy, one half of the creative force behind Ghoulies, along with, uh, you know, Sir Berkovici. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's go over to him and then we'll pop back after this. Well, th- thank you so much for um, uh, speaking with us today, Jeff. Um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I suppose you're, are you in the same position as us? You're kind of a, Stuck at home, or are you are you busy out in the world? Um, I am mostly at home. Yeah, I'm actually having lunch with a friend today after this. After I speak with you, um, yeah. but I've been home. Yeah, I've been home. I've been mostly home for the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but have you have you been managed to work on anything whilst you've been at home? I don't mean specifics, but have you been you know are you able yeah. to do that? I'm working. Well, that- um, I'm working on a few projects, you know, during uh, during this time, a few scripts yeah. projects. I was going to say, you're still working on that Ziggy Ein, is it Ziggy Eisenstein? Yeah, that that film was green, was financed the, uh, a month before the pandemic started started, and we 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 had just begun casting, and we had to stop. Um, so the, I'm, uh, the the financing is still in place. So I'm hoping to shoot that in the fall. Cool. That's good. Excellent. <laughs> so have you, have you uh, done many of these podcast things, Jeff? Because I couldn't find any with you on. I'm, I'm no, kind of hoping I, this, this is an exclusive. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is, you've got the ghoulies exclusive. <laughs> I've, ha- I've not done any podcast. This is my first one. Wow. Well, <laughs> Brilliant. Let's, let's talk a little bit how you got into the movie business then, because uh, you you were still in graduate school at the time you and Luca wrote Ghoulies, right? Yes, and it wasn't the first thing we had written together. We, 
had, um, we had known each other in high school. And at some point in, when I was in graduate school, we hooked up. I think it's when we started playing in, a, in the band. We had a band that we were both in. But um, we started writing together and we sold a number of uh, projects, uh, including a movie, a fairly big motion picture to 20th Century Fox. Um, and this was in the like 1980 or 1981. And the movie was uh, called New Deal. And it was about the birth of something called hip hop, which no, not too many people knew about then. And it took place in, it took place in New York and in the boroughs. And it was a really, it was a musical actually. Um, it never got made, but um, we were able to parlay that into a number of things, including ghoulies. Okay. I'm curious, if you, if you went to high school with Luca then, um, were you um, friends with uh, the real Toad Boy, Mark McDonough? Um, no, Luca knew him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know. I, I, he was a friend of Luca's. I met him. Luca's a, a little bit older than, a few years older than me. Um, mm. But I did, meet, I, did subs, I did meet Mark once we, Luca and I started working together. I, I actually I tracked him down and I I phoned him up a little while ago and uh, he was kind of uh, <laughs> intrigued at my uh, interest in him. <laughs> I think Mark is um, I think Mark had a very very small walk walk on role in another in a movie that Luke and I did after Ghoulies called Rockula. Oh really? Oh I love Rockula. Yeah, I, I don't know who Mark is in that. I think it's a very short, he has got like one line or if, if even, I don't remember completely, but I think he, we invited him to come be in the movie. There's a lot of characters in that movie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely pl plenty of uh, opportunities for uh, little cameos here and there. Well, um, uh, so, so when did, I mean, you and uh, Luca both pitched this Ghoulies as like just a one location movie to Charlie Band, right? Was it just simple as right. that? Right. So, Luca, while we were writing, Luca was still acting, and he had a fairly um, big career, acting career going at the time. You know, uh, he 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 did this movie Parasite, in which he starred with uh, opposite Demi Moore. She was the she was his co lead. Um, yeah. I think it was her first movie, and um, so we, I said, to, Luca and I somehow got it in our heads. I think I suggested it to him because Parasite was a kind of, it, it was a small hit. It was theatrical and they did, they were doing fairly well with it. And I said, you know, you're in a, a movie that they're making money from Charlie band's got some money. Why don't we pitch him? Why don't we do a little crazy movie that you, you know? Um, and we came up with the idea and we pitched it to Charlie and he said, okay, I'll pay you to write it. And then we'll, t we'll see we'll see how the script comes out. So he paid us Writers Guild minimum to write it, which is at that time was twelve thousand dollars. And we wrote the script very quickly. I remember we wrote it in about a month. And we took it back. We sent took it back to him, and he said, "I love this. Let's make it. How much can you make it for?" And I didn't know anything about filmmaking. I was a graduate student in 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 um, theory, you know, in, in criticism. Yeah. And uh, Luca, Luca had been on the set of many, many movies that he'd acted in and worked on. 
Um, and so Lucas said, I think I can make this movie. We can make this movie for $500,000. And which was a very good figure at that time. It was one location, but it did have a lot of effects and so forth. And Charlie, Charlie Ben said, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Let's make it. So Luca and I had decided that Luca would direct the movie. I would produce the movie and we wrote the script together. Um, Cause Luca had a lot. I was not ready to direct the movie at that time. I didn't know. I didn't even know what a camera looked like. Basically. <laughs> um, I was just all about watching movies and writing about them. I, I knew nothing about um, actual film production. So, um, but Luca knew a lot about it. He had been on many sets, as I said before. So we started casting the movie and, it, you know, one thing, but then ended up making the movie. It was, it, it, the making of the movie had some issues. Uh, at one point, Charlie Ban ran out of money and he brought in these guys from called Hemdale, John Daly. And they were riding pretty high because they had, um, they, they had some, uh, it was David Hemmings was his partner, the English actor, David Hemmings, who was in um, a great movie, um, Blow, uh, Blow Up. I think he started in Blow Up, the, uh, that great 60s movie. Anyway, he had, they had, they somehow, they raised a lot of money and they ended up giving Charlie Ban, and I don't know, Luke and I were not privy to the terms of the deal, but they ended up giving Charlie the money to finish the movie. And I, I think they, they had worldwide, they had rights outside of the United States maybe, or something, because they ended up taking, sort of taking control of the whole thing in the end. Um, and somehow, it, you know, the chain of ownership with Gooey's is really difficult, but I know it went from Empire, it went from Gooey's Productions LLC, which was a division of Empire, which was owned by Empire, to Hemdale. And then when Hemdale declared bankruptcy, um, Vestron took over Hemdale, then it went to Vestron, and then Vestron ended up somehow bankrupt or selling their library. And I think it actually went to MGM. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying, we're still trying to, we're having a, a very difficult time trying to track down who actually owns Ghoulies. It's, it's a, an impossible thing. <laughs> you know, every, everyone, every lead we have, we go to the studio and they say, no, we don't own it. As far as we know, we don't own it. Did you did you get in contact with Sony at all? I know you spoke about it before once that uh, they may have a no no. All the studios have been closed. I left messages. Yeah. I left a message. I left a few messages for the the guy who is running Sony um, right now, and I didn't hear back from him. Um, no. Meanwhile, Luke and I we had we hired a lawyer who his trail did not end at Sony. It ended at MGM, and I had okay. previously. MGM UA where I had previously gone and they, they say they don't own it. So it's like, as if no one owns it, it's almost like anyone can do it and just register a trademark called Google. You know? <laughs> Try that. Yeah. Give it a go. That's, I think that's where we're, I think that's almost where we're at right now. To tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, aside from, you know, the, the script that you wrote with Luca, uh, as you were so involved throughout the entire production, did did Charlie Band or Hemdale, did they pretty much leave you alone or? They left us completely alone. 
Yeah. They did hire um, they did hire a cinematographer who had done I think he did Parasite and he was doing all their movies and he was very experienced. His name was Mac Albert. Yeah. He's a Swedish a Swedish cinematographer and he was extremely experienced. He had done he had he had done many many movies. He was an older guy including all the Empire movies to that time. And so he, 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 I think they felt comfortable, even though Luca and I had made a movie that, um, and Luca had directed a movie that, that it would all be, it would all be done properly. And it would look good. It would look really good. Um, even for what we were making. I mean, he got, he was getting a giant salary. One time I saw, I saw what I, I couldn't believe how much money they were paying him. It was like 10 times as much. He was getting like 10 grand a week. Which was, right. I think, the next, the next most, the next highest salary was a thousand a week, and I'm not including <laughs> the actors. And the actors all worked for scale, of course. So, um, he he was getting a ridiculously high salary for such a small budget film. But I think he was sort of their their insurance policy. And Luca did know a lot about, and he knew what he wanted. And I think when they saw the dailies the first week. Um, they were all, uh, Hemdale hadn't come in yet. You know, Hemdale came in, we had been shooting for three weeks when we ran out of money and that's when Hemdale, and we, we had to stop shooting. Mm-hmm. And that's when Charlie found, somehow found Hemdale and they put in the rest of the money to finish the film. Right. Wow. Yeah. And you'd, by this point you'd done everything, but the, uh, you'd done the location stuff, right? And were you just waiting to, to shoot at the, um, the lumberyard? Was that was, um, was all the left yeah, after that? that when, when we got to the lumber yard, that was at the end of the shoot. That was Roger Corman's lumber yard. Mm-hmm. That's it. And um, we had made a deal. I had made a deal with Roger Corman to trade the, the use of the lumber to allow us to build a set at the lumber lumber yard without paying for it, and he would get to keep the set because he was just storing sets there. And, and it was a, it was the special effects set. It was the basement set you know, where all the shit hits the fan, you know, yeah. everything happens, which we had to do. We had to do on a stage. We couldn't do it at an actual location. And so when we got there, that's when we ran out of money and had to stop shooting for a few weeks until Hemdale came in and they, and we shot the last week or 10 days or two weeks there on that set. Uh, that's, a, that's a, a question that's come up before is there's this really seeing as you were part of that sort of you know overseeing that set there's a huge satan statue down in the basement there is that something that was kind of created for the movie or was that something that was laying around in roger's studio that was created for the movie oh, really? oh, cool. the entire, and, and however he kept it that whole set he kept which was basically a special effects set it was built on springs you know and and it was built for fire and it was built for all these things. Um, so it was a very valuable set that we built and it was going to cost, it was a, a good part of the budget actually to build that set. And um, interestingly enough, Hemdale went on just when Ghoulies was being, just after Ghoulies came out, Hemdale, you know, the, the Ghoulies made a lot of money at, at the theatrical box office. I actually have, a, I have a variety here the front page of a variety and it says Goobies outgrosses Beverly Hills cop. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the front page of variety. 
And it, it was Beverly Hills Cops' second week. And what they meant is in per screen average, Ghoulies made more money than Beverly Hills Cop in Beverly Hills Cops' second week. <laughs> anyway, Hemdale had a hit on their hand, and there was a lot of money coming in from the theaters. And Hemdale went on to their biggest claim to fame before they before they exploded was they financed Oliver Stone's uh, first film, Platoon, mm-hmm. and um, won a bunch of Academy Awards, including I think Best Picture and. You can probably see John Daly accepting the Best Picture Award on YouTube for Platoon. Um, and then short, shortly after that, they kind of, um, that had to be like, Platoon was, I think, 1987, 86 or 87. Hmm. And then they, that's when they imploded after, after Platoon. I don't know what happened. But um, Luke and I, you know, we said to Charlie Band, Charlie Band offered us a three picture deal at Empire when Ghoulies was in the theatrical play and it was kicking ass and making making at least 50 million dollars, maybe 100. We said we'd love to do a three picture deal, but, you know, we worked for free. We produced and directed the movie for free. We got paid 12,000 for our screenplay. And we we did it for for free, but we owned twenty five percent of the movie, twelve and a half percent each, which is a substantial piece of ownership. You know, twenty five percent. So we said to Charlie, you know, can you give us some? Can you give some advance on what you're gonna the royalties you're gonna owe us on our twenty five percent? And there was no response, and. We said, well, you know, we would feel a lot better about going to business once with you once we get a little bit of money because we did work for a year on this movie for free, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, we ended up having to sue Charlie Band uh, for some sort of payment, which we ultimately got from the from the in in bank in multiple bankruptcies. Um, it was either Vestron that paid us or the company that took it over from Vestron around 1990. No, actually a li- little earlier than 19. it was around 1988 um, or 89 that we got, we made a settlement with, with the company that was making all the settlements yeah. with all the, all the, on all the movies Charles band had done with, and Ghoulies was the most successful movie in the roster, I think the biggest critical hit was the biggest critical movie was um, Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goonies was the biggest financial hit um, for them. They made a ton of money on movies after that. You know, a lot of a lot of movies, um, Trancers, and all these different movies yeah. that none 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 did the kind of box office, theatrical box office, and subsequent. Um, you know, home video that Ghoulies did. I think rightfully so. We thought we should be paid a little money before we started, you know, more working on more movies for, for them. Did you get any say in like the, the artwork that we, that was used for the film? The artwork was Charlie's idea. Yeah. In fact, there's no, I don't think, is there a Ghoulie coming out of a toilet in the movie? Did they cut? I Very forgot. Brief, they, 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 yeah. they went back and well, apparently they went. They back went back and, and, and they went back and yeah. they went back yeah, and yeah. inserted it. That was a separate shoot 
Um, and they shot that when they were making the trailer. Um, right. I don't think Lucas shot that. I think Charlie might have shot that. I don't know who shot that. Um, and so that was Charlie's idea, and it was pretty funny. I have to say, it was keeping within the it was keeping with the tone of the movie that Luke and I made, which was not quite. It wasn't really a um, a West. We didn't want to do a West Craven movie. Uh, West Craven was sort of the master of slash horror movies back then. Yeah. We wanted to do something that kind of had a sense of humor and made fun of it. Because when I first saw the Ghoulies, I thought they were pretty. They looked like puppets to me. They didn't look very good. And I said, we're going to have to. We look and I talked about it. And I said, the tone of this has to be. We have to kind of find a, sort of a funny, weird tone because if we take it seriously, the people are going to laugh at the movie and not with it. So I think we kind of, that's, so that's what we went for. It was a bit of a, a, a balancing act, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I think at, at first, Charlie, at first he thought he was getting like a hardcore horror movie, like a really scary horror movie, which I don't think it is. And, um, but I think in the end, you can see that he saw what we did and the marketing that's really coming out of the toilet they'll get and the, the tagline they'll get you in the end is funny and it sort of captures the tone of the movie definitely yeah you want were you um part of you know the editing process alongside luca as well um to a degree i would i would luca basically took over he did the editing and he was very hands-on i would go visit the editing room but i was not i was not uh I was not hands-on in the editing room. I, I was a, vis- a visitor and an onlooker, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. I it's I just, I mean, when you look very... at the movie now, you kind of see, you, I mean, the, 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 the comic relief really comes from uh, the, the kind of the cast dynamic when they're having the parties and the, yeah. you know, the rituals and things, you know, that, that, that group, that ensemble is really what the, the, where the humor comes from. And a lot of the stuff that was initially cut, um, you know, just from extended scenes and stuff, it does feel like a a, a much darker film. Yeah. You know, I was kind of curious yeah. if it was if it was Charlie who pushed it more into that kind of. Uh, well, you know. no. Luke and I discussed it, and we it was our intent to get rid of the dark and make it a little and and get as much humor out of it as possible. Hmm. Well, it's the right choice. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we had we had a, we were severely limited budget wise, and in in you know low budget filmmaking, you have to turn your limitations into lemonade. And mm. so, again, when I first saw the Ghoulies, I I said, "This is not these don't this is." And I didn't even know that Gremlin, a show called Gremlins was being made simultaneously. The Gremlins look like they're scary. They're like, they, that's a professional, you know, super high budget studio film. I said, these look like puppets with a bunch of Vaseline hanging from their mouths. We have to somehow make fun of this at the same time as, be, as you know, having some interesting set pieces and so forth. Um, but we have, we need to, to have a, a self-consciousness. The movie has to have a self-consciousness about it. So I think like the, the early artwork as well was a lot darker. Yeah. The, so, so, the so, so I think so. Luke and I agreed on that, and we pushed it in that yeah. direction, and he edited it for that. And then, um, and then Charlie kind of did the capper with the 
they'll get you in the end, you know, promotional yeah. artwork, um, which was very, it was a very smart marketing deal, you know? And then while we were in post-production, Gremlins finally was like, it was a top secret project. It was when it was in production, it was Spielberg's secret project. Yeah. And then they, cause he was very paranoid. And so we finally learned, Charlie and us, we all learned about it when we were in post-production. And Charlie Band did something really smart. He held up the release of the movie until Gremlins. We, 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 we were done way before Gremlins. He waited and he released the movie pretty much at the same time as Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I think Gremlins had been out a while or it was coming out like simultaneously. And a lot of people that went to see this movie in theaters thought they were seeing Gremlins, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I think Gremlins came out in the really summer big, of '84, really, but it but it but they re-released it at Christmas time, and and as far as I know in the states it came out in January, so it literally sort of just on the coattails of Gremlins re-release you appeared. I'll, you know I don't remember the exact release dates, but I do remember Charlie holding it up to sort of run not to run against Gremlins and hope to get some of their business which is exactly what happened. It was a very smart marketing maneuver. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get tired though, of um, people saying that it was a Gremlins ripoff when it clearly wasn't? I get, you know, it, it, I get very tired of that. It was, yeah. if anything, we, we finished, our movie was done when Gremlins was still in production. Mm-hmm. And we, we, he waited to release it. Um, when we were making our movie, Gremlins was in pre-production, but it was not called Gremlins. It was called Steven Spielberg's Secret Project. <laughs> and until it, until they finished shooting, no details about it were leaked. And finally, we, bet, we started to see leaks about these little creatures that his movie is about. And I thought Luke and I were just, I thought the movie was just fucked. You know, Steven Spielberg's got a giant movie and the, and the creatures kind of look like ghoulies. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they really are very different, in my opinion. But they're little creatures, you know. They're little mischievous, demonic creatures. Yeah. And I thought we, I, I said, I said to Luca, I, you know, how are, how can this ghoulies compete with Steven Spielberg? And Charlie figured out a way. I was not involved at all with any of the marketing. Well, you said, uh, you know, you were you were kind of battling with a low budget. Would you would you mind telling the story about how you managed to get the Wattles Mansion as a location? Um, well, I went to Wattles, which was it was owned by the these old ladies that were called the Hollywood Heritage Society, and it was had been donated to them as sort of a museum. Um, it was a very famous old Hollywood house, old Hollywood estate. Uh, a park-like estate, very big, mm-hmm. um, easily controlled, very central location, you know, five minutes from Charlie Band's office and 10 minutes from UCLA where I was going to grad school. So I went to them and I said, um, you're, you're, you have plans to refurbish this house. What if, what if you let us use the house for this movie and then we, did all, we painted the whole house for you? And, and did all that, the painting work and the refurbishing, which has got to be a, a big, a big fee. And I ended up talking these old ladies into doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they, I was just a kid, you know, and um, they went for it. And 
uh, let us use the we had Waddles Park for for at least about two months. Wow. You know, it, I mean, I'm including pre-production yeah. and so forth um, and walking around and everything. It was just an empty place. We had to furnish it. We had to paint it and repaint it. Um, anyway, it was we had a free we got the location for free. Brilliant. <laughs> so did did you paint it after you used it or before? We had, we did both. Okay. We did, we, did, was... we did art direction painting for the film, and then we they we the deal was we were I think they wanted we would paint it to their specifications. So our art department had to kind of refurbish the house at the end. Oh wow! Now, when we were, when we were at Roger, when we ran out of money, we hadn't done that yet. You know, the house was just sitting there, and we hadn't done anything. To tell you the truth, I don't even know if we ended up doing it. I don't know, you know, what happened. I assume I still sometimes have dreams about it because I assume that, you know, my promise was fulfilled and the house was repainted to their specifications, but I never really checked up on it. <laughs> I, I went there in uh, 2018 and looked through the windows. It, it looked very nice in there, so... Hopefully and there's there. a commune. Did you see the commune in the back? That used to be a giant, um, a giant lawn the size of a football field, and now it's a whole commune with, where the neighborhood people grow. They all have vegetable gardens ah, and so forth. Okay. Well, this this was also. Uh, I mean, I know you said you've been uh, you were involved in the production all the way through, and uh, this was the first time you worked with Michael Debar, who you'd obviously worked with again later in your career. How did you, how did you find him? Uh, Joanna Ray, our casting director, knew, mm. she's English. And she she was she was really good friends with Michael, and Michael had been sh- trained at the Royal Shakespearean Academy in in London before he became a rock star in Silverhead. And Michael is a fantastic actor, and he had done a number of. Um, he just was very charismatic, and he came in. I was very involved with the casting. Um. I mean, I, I sat through more casting than Luca did because Luca was sort of pre- when, when we narrowed it down to like three finalists, we, Luca would come in. But um, uh, Michael just came in and I said, this guy, Michael Depar is fantastic. He's perfect. He, he just he's so theatrical. Um, he's great. I also wanted Jeffrey Combs for the lead. Uh, he had not done Reanim- he had not done Reanimator yet. He was my first choice, and I think Luca didn't care for him. Um, I really liked him, and uh, Luca wanted to keep looking, and Luca really liked um, the, I forgot the guy's name was starting it. Oh, Peter Lapis. Peter, yeah. And so I, you know, I supported Luca in whatever he wanted. He was directing the movie. Um, I thought Jeffrey Combs gave a fantastic reading and would have been really funny in the movie. And good, and he, and then he ended up. They ended up casting him a few years later in Reanimator. Yeah, I think he would have definitely brought a different kind of vibe to the uh, to the, to he's, the role. He's, very, he's kind of he's manic, and I think he would have kind of got the humor a little bit more. Um, uh, Lapidus, what's his name? Lapidus. Uh, Peter Lapis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Peter Lapis. Peter Lapis played it very straight. Yeah. But then again, sometimes good, which, that which, kind of which, works. Yeah. Which it worked. Yeah, it worked. It yeah. worked. I thought it worked. Um, but you know, if well, you uh, watch Jeff Combs, 
you watch Jeff Combs in Reanimator, he's a slight, slight, it's slightly over the top, which also I think could have worked as well. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, Jeff, not, not only writing and producing, you also provided the two amazing tracks in the movie as your musical alter ego, uh, Fellow Johnson. Uh, you must have been paid a pricey sum for the use of those songs in the film. Actually, uh, actually I donated those songs to the film. Although I've got, although my publishing company has made some money from from the tracks, um, I donated those tracks to the film. Ah. Oh, so you didn't pay Luca didn't pay your dollar for them then? Was <laughs> I think it, I, was I, that, think, I think I think the film company had to pay me a dollar, yes, for each track. <laughs> well, it was nice because you um uh obviously it was nice to see them get a, a re-release recently. You did get paid for that, right? Um, I don't think I have, I don't know if oh, the music, I think they, someone said they were going to send me a check for the music to use on, on the re release of the soundtrack. I don't think I ever got it. Send them an email. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I mean, I got, I signed something and then I don't recall ever getting paid, but I don't really care. Well, for, you know, for us fans, it's lovely to see them, you know, alongside the soundtrack and, you know, be yeah. such, you know, I don't know if you've said, they should at least send you a copy of it because it's beautiful. I didn't get a copy of it either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get them to send you a copy. I should, I should, I should just search my emails for the whole thing and at least get a, I should at least get a copy of the soundtrack. Yeah, you might have just missed an email where they said, here's your money. Where do we send this? <laughs> I, might, I might have, I might have. I might have. So with, um. We, with you and uh, Luca still, are you still kind of, have, have you written anything on the page yet in regards to reboot or are you just throwing ideas around still looking to hopefully track this thing down? Um, we have, we've been throwing ideas around and have some very, a very funny, idea, have a great idea, but um, can't reveal it. No, but no. We're, just, <laughs> we're, we're kind of up against a brick wall with the, the rights thing and, you know, I'm not quite sure where to go or what to do right now. The last suggestion I had to the lawyer was, why don't we just file a copy? Why don't we just write an outline and file a copyright and see what mm -hmm. happens? I don't even, I don't know what to do other than that. <laughs> just, do you think they'll come out of the woodwork when you do that to claim it? I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the owner, the rightful owner will come out of the woodwork. Yeah. 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 That's what we. That's what Paul said. Paul said, yeah, "Make yeah. it, or well, not make it necessarily, yeah, but do something so someone will come out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the least expensive thing to do is to write an outline and file a of Ghoulies and file a copyright. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, are we talking about? Um, was it going to be the same kind of tone as the original? Oh yeah, it's going to push it even further. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm kind of expecting a certain amount of um, uh, I don't know, uh, sort of not parody, but I'm thinking of both like SFW and me, which both play on like the obsession with celebrity and Hollywood and that kind of thing. So I didn't expect it to be a straight up horror movie. No, I think it's going to be. I I, I can one hint about the, the concept we were talking about is it does involve the cult of celebrity oh, in a go, very man. in a very in a very unique way it also mm. takes place all over the, it also takes place all over the world wow starting in <laughs> japan, starting in japan 
Or you're going to get people like you know speculating now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds very, very different. Very different. <laughs> and it's a musical. And it's a musical. <laughs> you I gave you three big. I gave you three big, three big hints. <laughs> three big hints. Going to be splendid. Yeah. <laughs> get that. Get that treatment, mate. Uh, written. That's what we need to do next. Definitely. I think. Uh, I think we're going to have to write a, a little one-page treatment and do a copyright thing to smoke to smoke out the the owner. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the copyright. Hard. The way it works. The way it works is the copyright office in America. When we register it, they send the whoever whomever is the rightful copyright holder right now. It's really the mm. only way to find out. Um, yeah. They send letters to them and say someone else is. is you know, do you want to fight this or do you give this up or whatever? Oh, fantastic. Oh, that sounds like the way to go then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think, I, I think there's, there's, um, it could be a very fun reboot. And, um, with all the technology we have now, um, I think it could, it could, we could actually do it for, you know, not a huge amount of money, but make it look really, really good. And we we would still do for the diehard fans. We would do do puppets, but we could also do combine puppets with CGI and other things. And um, I don't know. It's a fun it's a fun idea. It's just taking very it's very frustrating. Yeah. For all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. One would well. one would think that one would think that you know whomever has it. I'm, I'm, I've been reaching out and saying, I can do this. I can finance, I can get the financing for the movie. You can have a piece of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. still like, well, we don't, I, you know, we don't own it. So I don't crazy, think someone yeah. knows who owns it at the moment. You know, I think that's yeah. the only route because otherwise someone would have come forward because it's, it's even just from the poster image. You, if you, <laughs> you release, you released anything with that poster image again and people will go wild, you know? Absolutely. Well, this has been great, uh, Jeff. Thank you so much again. Uh, it's really, it means a lot for you to give yeah. us some time to talk to us. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. It's really enjoyable to talk about it. Now, what we I, we should really mention here, Paul, is um, mm-hmm. obviously there was some very in, interesting and um revelatory um uh, things <laughs> that that, yeah. that jeffrey said during this um interview if you can call it that because we're crap um about the <laughs> reboot of ghoulies now let's just let's just break it down a little tiny bit because uh, yeah yeah do it <laughs> do it well <laughs> don't uh, what <sighs> you know <laughs> This isn't even begun yet, you know. This there isn't, you know. The, I, personally, Jeff's idea of having this kind of, I don't know. I mean, you know, this this insane kind of musical led, weird worldwide ghoulies yep. thing, is mm-hmm. sounds great, right? Now, anything ghoulies, I will take, and especially if it's from Luca or Jeffrey, I will take whatever they give yep. me because that's it. They're mm-hmm. the, they're the, the, the masters. But um, if um, if uh, anyone is put off by the fact that there's a bit, perhaps a, a very large departure from what the original movie is, it's early days. Mm-hmm. There's more than one um, uh, what do you want to call it? 
treatment. There's more than one idea. This is literally just stuff yeah. being thrown around mm-hmm. at the moment. Obviously, that's that's Jeffrey's favourite one so far. But um, there is lots of mm-hmm. different uh, avenues um, they'll go down. And um, who knows what they're going to end up with. But whatever it is, and obviously, fingers crossed it gets made, it will be really, pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think when he um, was talking about the possibility of the reboot and what it could involve? Yeah, I thought it sounded crazy. <laughs> well, the fu- this very is, I mean- kind of like like he said, modern, bringing it into like the modern age, and yeah, because obviously you know, yeah, the film's what thirty years old, thirty five years old, so um, yeah, kind of kicking and screaming into the modern age of the whole, uh, kind of touching on the reality, the reality expert uh, parts again. Yeah, um, I don't know. He, he obviously didn't want to give, he didn't want to divulge too much information, did he? But um, no, no, yeah, it sounds pretty wild. And the musical aspect was like what? But um, no, I'd love to see it. Um, and like, and like you quite rightly said, um, <laughs> it's, it's, especially if they're both involved or one of them's involved, they will both be involved. You know, yeah. to come from the something to come from the, the creators of the original, it's going to be good. We know it's going to be good. Whether it's wildly different or it isn't, it's going to be good. Yeah, and I think the intrinsically, the the spirit of the original will um, endeavour, in, in no yeah. matter how they um, they choose to go. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, the non-existent book that is the bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> I ha- there's a, there's a, um, when it comes out, you might, if it ever comes out, um, you'll, uh, mm-hmm. there's an interview, uh, with, uh, Luca in that. And he talks about yeah. another, um, uh, oh. version of the reboot. Okay. So yep. there is, there's, this isn't set, nothing set in stone yet, because I know, I remember when no. um, we were sort of trying to sort of get a little bit of people's eyes and ears on this, like last year, yeah, and um, uh, and there was you know a couple of comments were kind of like, oh, "What they're going to do this, or they're going to do that, or I don't like that." And it was kind of mm-hmm. nothing's nothing's in set in stone until it actually starts shooting, you know. And um, so uh, regardless, I mean, the, I suppose the most the most um, uh, what would the, what would be the word, Paul? I'm I'm really good with words. Um, mm. comforting. The most comforting aspect would be that. Regardless of how this ends up, it does seem to be coming from a practical standpoint. Yeah. Which, you know, they're not going to go around and just create goodies in CGI or whatever it is. They're going to be puppets and sensibly mm-hmm. perhaps augment with CGI. But essentially, this is going to be a practical mm-hmm. uh, endeavor based. again, which which I think will probably um, uh, please a lot of people. He did say that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't just do the interview just then. We're pretending. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he said that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. There's a lot of mention of holograms and stuff, which I think was Did he mention holograms? Well. This is... Okay, I'll be... So, I... Jeffrey spelled... I had a conversation with him once, and he did actually put... He basically told me the entire story. Now, obviously, I can't say yeah. that because I'm sworn to secrecy. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got another one from Luca. Basically, his, his entire, not entire <laughs> thing, but essentially his premise. And amongst many premises which are still being thrown around by Luca and, and Jeffrey. And to be honest, whatever, wherever they go, it's going to be phenomenal. So it doesn't matter what happens. All we need to do right now 
is keep this thing alive long enough for them to get the rights so they can make yeah. it. That's the important <laughs> thing. As you said yeah, before. Yeah, definitely. As you said before, Tom, I nearly called you Tom. Um, <laughs> don't even know. Any- oh, I do know it a couple of times, actually. Um, Paul, what was I going to say? I threw myself by calling someone else's name. Um, I need to blow my nose. I called you Tom. Um, what was I saying? You're saying, and as you well know, Tom. <laughs> as you well, oh, that was it. You said, Paul. Oh, there, you there, said Paul. out there. You said, Gremlins hasn't got his own podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're probably lucky they haven't got us talking about him. But um, no, there's no podcast for Gremlins, you know. Okay, well. <laughs> Uh, I think that nicely wraps up the episode, don't you think so, Paul? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. There was, yeah, some really very interesting stuff coming from uh, Jeffrey on that interview. Really interesting, but also exciting as well. You know, just yeah. the little tidbits he re- he told us. I about. didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to sound like because uh, when someone comes out with like a really uh, insane idea, you get the the people who the what do you like do what do you call them the people who are like don't want any changes. The purists you know? or something. Purists, yeah. You got the purists. They go, no, nope, yeah. I want it this way. Mm. And I'm like, well, fine. Yeah. But it needs to come out first. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have any clue, you know, what, what this is going to be yet. And no one does um, until it comes out. But I was, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> I just didn't want to be like, don't panic. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not here yet. It doesn't, you know, this is just stuff, you know, because you mm-hmm. just know there's going to be some people going, Oh, that's not what I wanted. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. We're given now. We haven't had a move for like 30 years or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. Just, just it will be good, regardless. The, the, the only slight worry for me, yeah, uh, and this is nothing to do with what we've been told or what we found out in the interview, but the fact that Critters got rebooted, didn't it? Yes. Quite recently, after a, a very long spell of nothing, and. I would say that was the reviews and the, especially from the, you know, the old fans was largely very, very negative. Yeah. And, and again, um, Critters, well, there's two things got rebooted, wasn't there? There was a Critters, a new binge, and that was wildly, wildly different to anything else from the Critters series. Mm hmm. Uh, and that, that was kind of mostly people hate that. I actually thought it was okay. At first, when I first watched it, I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. But then I kind of got into it a bit. Um, but then, then they did the full on movie, um, Critters Attack. And yeah, it's just, it felt a little bit bland. Right. To me. But, but saying that, you know, the original, the, no, no, no one from the original series was involved. So not the writers, directors, nothing. I, I think, uh, one of the Opera Brothers was like an executive producer or something like that, but I don't think he actually really had any involvement in it. So, right, it was yeah. wildly different, but it, you could kind of tell it came from people that weren't massive fans of the original series, especially Critters Attack. Critters Attack was, yeah, came across to me as like a kind of run of the mill sci fi slash horror comedy film. Well, the the Critters was it a new binge, right? <clears throat> and I'm not very, very well versed in the whole Critters um, uh, series, but um, that was a, a sight. If you take out the uh, the Critters sex scene, right? 
The rest of it was pretty <laughs> you, much. You don't see it though. That's I know there's a big thing about that, but you don't see it. No, I don't mean. But the the it's intent there, right? Yeah. If you yeah, took yeah. out the half man, half critter, or half boy, half yeah, critter, yeah, whatever, yeah. to be fair, the rest of it's pretty, pretty, you know, much like the original films in a way. Just critters, you know, running yeah, muck, right? I guess so yeah. Yeah, on a tiny, tiny budget, but yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. it was yeah. kind of re- really silly, almost like Naked Gun style humor spoofs. Um, it was just crazy. It was just, it was, yeah, it felt like it was in a different kind of universe to the original Critter series. Yeah, you know, the one to four movies. Well, that's but it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, but it was. I watched that. I've not seen the the the, the attack one, but like, mm. um, you've either got to do something very, very similar or really wildly different. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a musical. It's a musical. I love musicals. Yeah, no, quite, I'm quite but, partial but to musicals. I t- I'll well. tell you what. The only problem with the musical. This is the only problem with the musical. Is that if the music's not good, mm. you can't. You can't like. I mean, you know, there's. I don't. Uh, you know, I. What's a good musical? I don't know. I mean, good musical was like. Rocky Horror is a good musical. Shock Treatment is a good musical. The fucking great Showman's a good musical. Little uh, Shop of Horror is a good musical. Repo. But the, Repo. Repo. Now, Repo, I hated because I didn't like the music. Oh, come on. No, I can't stand the music. What? Can't stand oh, it. Love... Not my kind of music. <laughs> I love so this that is music. the problem. So if you go, if you did, if you do a musical and, and your demo- key demographic doesn't like the kind of music in it, you're screwed. Yeah. Because it, mm. the whole thing, um, uh, you know, fails or um, uh, succeeds on a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Look at the Beetlejuice uh, Broadway musical, you know. That's like one of the greatest yeah, yeah. musical soundtracks ever. Uh, regardless of, <laughs> you know, whether or not it's a bit of a cheesy stage yeah. show. It's like, it doesn't matter. It is a good stage show. But like, you know, you've got this mm-hmm. fantastic album that will probably live on more, much longer than the, uh, the, the, the theatrical experience, you know. And you've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. You look at shock treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably no. I'm not going to get into that because I'll get people. I'll get letters about Rocky Horror. Forget what I was saying. <laughs> <that. laughs> right, but it's it's important that you have something. You'd have to have something, uh, good. Like um, you know, what well, Sia just did a, a musical or something, didn't she? I don't know what it's called, but um, mm. I'm sure I saw a little bit of that, and I'm like, oh, that's 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 not great. <laughs> Musical wise, mm-hmm. musicals work. I think <laughs> musicals work on rock and roll. If you put in, if you try and do other stuff with musicals, it doesn't quite work. Rock and roll is 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 kind of like second goes hand in hand with a musical. Yeah, you've either got that, yeah. or then you've got the or the really bad musicals, like where like they describe stuff like I'm going to pick up my non-alcoholic beer and then I put it in my mouth. <laughs> right? That's who wants that? I don't want that. You know, so it's, it's hard. And, and to be fair, you look at like um, Jeffrey. He's obviously uh, got a musical background, as has Luca. Yeah, and he's spoken about Michael DeBar. And um, so it's coming from if it, if it did end up like that, you've got the, the, you know you've got a great you know starting point mm-hmm. because everyone's got that experience. So you've just got to have faith, haven't you? Really. Definitely, yeah. I've got I've got a lot of faith in it, just purely because the original. You know, the original people are involved. Yeah. Jeffrey and Luca. So, yeah. A lot of faith. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. 